nevertheless the god for all humanity. He was very different from the supreme deity who emerged from Greek philosophy in the thought of Plato. All perfect, therefore immune to change and devoid of the passion which denotes change. The first generations of Christians were Jews who lived in a world shaped by Greek elite culture. They had to try to fit together these two irreconcilable visions of God, and the results have never been and never can be a stable answer to an unending question. After the period of Jesus' life and its immediate aftermath, as I try to explain in part two of this audiobook, the history of Christianity can only be a unified narrative for around three centuries before it begins to diverge into language families, Latin speakers, Greek speakers, and those speaking Oriental languages, the chief among them being, of course, Jesus Christ himself. As a result, after the three or four centuries which followed the birth of Jesus, the story of Christianity told here is divided three ways. One split emerged because a section of Christianity, the church within the Roman Empire, found itself suddenly receiving patronage and increasingly unquestioning support from the successors of the emperors who had formerly persecuted it. Those to the east of that empire did not. Within the imperial church, there was a further division between those who, when looking for a formal language in which to express themselves, habitually chose Greek and those who turned to Latin. This tripartite split became institutionalized after the Council of Chalcedon in 451, and the three tales can thereafter be told with little overlap until around 1700. First is the Christianity which, in the early centuries, one would have expected to become dominant that of the Middle Eastern homeland of Jesus. The Christians of the Middle East spoke a language akin to the Aramaic spoken by Jesus himself, the language which developed into Syriac, and very early they began developing an identity which diverged from the Greek speakers who first dominated most of the great Christian centers of the Roman Empire to the West. Many of these Syriac Christians were on the margins of the empire. When, at Chalcedon, A Roman emperor sought to impose a solution to a difficult theological problem, how to talk of the divine and human natures of Jesus Christ. Most Syrians rejected his solution, though they radically disagreed among themselves as to why they were rejecting it, taking precisely opposite views, which are most precisely, if inelegantly, described as miaphysite and diophysite. We will find Miaphysite and Diophysite Syriac Christians performing remarkable feats of mission in Northeast Africa, India, and East Asia, although their story was also profoundly and destructively altered by the coming of a new monotheism from the same Semitic homeland, Islam. Still, in the 8th century of the Christian era, the great new city of Baghdad would have been a more likely capital for worldwide Christianity than Rome. The extraordinary accident of the eruption of Islam is the chief reason why Christian history turned in another direction. The second story is that of the Western Latin-speaking church, which came to look to the Bishop of Rome, and within which he became an unchallenged leader. In the Latin West, the prominence of the Bishop of Rome, already often referred to as Papa, Pope, was becoming apparent during the 4th century as the emperors abandoned Rome, and he was increasingly left to his own devices at a time when more and more power was flowing into the hands of churchmen. 
After this Western story has reached the point in the 14th century when the papal project of monarchy ran into difficulties, we move eastwards to meet the third story of orthodoxy. Like Rome, the Orthodox are the heirs of the Roman Empire, but whereas Western Latin Christians emerged out of the ruins of the Western half of that empire, the Greek-speaking Eastern Church was shaped by the continuing rule of the Eastern Emperor. Just when it seemed doomed to decay after the fall of Byzantium to the Ottomans, a new variety of orthodoxy far to the north began revealing its potential as leader among the Orthodox. I outline the development of Russian Christianity. The Western Latin story resumes with the Reformation and Counter-Reformation, which tore the Western Church into fragments, but which also launched Christianity as the first world faith. From 1700, the three stories converge once more, as the world was united by the expansion of Western Christian empires. Despite their present variety, modern Christianities are more closely in touch...